Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about how thankful I am that I'm not God. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 31st of October, 2022. And I know that some of you kind of cringe like I do at this time of year, just simply because for a good portion of the world, they celebrate Halloween. This is not something that my family actually does celebrate. If you have been Torah observant or a believer for any amount of time, you have an understanding of why that is. However, I know that there are many out there who just uh, are not well-informed in this area, and I would encourage you to do some research and find out really what the roots of Halloween are about. And that's not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm actually talking about thanking God, thanking, thanking God that I'm not him. And the Torah portion for this particular week is Lech Lecha, which means go forth. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through chapter 17. Uh, verse 27. And then we have the half tour portion, which is Isaiah chapter 40, verses 27 to chapter 41, verse 16. The Brit Hadashah is Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 8. It's the story of the centurion soldier, which is one of my favorite stories in the New Testament, but it has more to do with a kid's song that I learned as a child than it does necessarily. Uh, with anything else, because as you know, I learn through music, not so well through anything else, but I was actually at an absolute impasse about what to talk about on my podcast this particular week. Some weeks are just like that, you know, it's just a struggle and you know, you've heard me talk about this before and really been praying about it. Asked my husband, he had no ideas. Thanks, Ben. You're very helpful. (laughs) And um, I decided to open my email. And I get a lot of different things via my email uh, account. And I actually found two different things that I wanted to talk to you about today. And it goes back to something that's very important to me, which is mental health. Today, um, I'm going to read you something really quick and then we'll talk about it as well. I know that sometimes you guys, I don't know, maybe get irritated that I do that, but I think that it's really important to get other people's perspective. And because I'm not tech savvy, it's very difficult for me to get people on my show because I don't really know how to do that. I'm sure at some point I will find somebody who's willing to show me how to do that. But until then, I kind of have to mosey along all by myself. So I found this thing. I shouldn't even say I found it. Every single day, I actually get something in my mail. It's called Devotionals Daily. And I'm going to be honest, I read it about once a week. So I don't read all of them. I delete most of them. But for whatever reason, I decided to look into this one, probably because the subject title was, Can I Pray the, the, uh, Can I Pray the Depression Away? And I thought that was a very interesting concept, and I wanted to see what this person had to say about it. And the title of his little article is called Thank God That I Am Not God. It's by Ryan Casey Waller. I actually don't know if that's a female or male, 
but he wrote a book called Depression, Anxiety, and Other Things We Don't Want to Talk About. It sounds like a very interesting book. I've never, you know, I have yet to read it. You know how I am about self-help books. I probably will never read it, but uh, it definitely sounds like an interesting book. But I did want to read you this little portion that uh, I got in my email. For the record, he talks about the movie Rudy. I don't know that I've ever actually seen this movie. Uh, Maybe some of you have. Do you remember the scene in the movie Rudy when he's trying to get accepted into Notre Dame, but it's not looking good, so he goes to a priest for some advice? The priest says that in 35 years of religious studies, he's only come up with two hard, incontrovertible facts. There is a God, and I'm not him. When I first saw the movie, I thought that it was the most pathetic answer ever. You're a priest and that's all you got? Come on, man. Over the years, however, the priest's answer has grown on me because as I've grown in both years and spirit, I've discovered that one of the more challenging and comforting aspects of faith is a realization that I am not God. Confessing I'm not God is challenging because while I say I believe in God, I mostly live as though I were God. I'm the expert. I know what to do. I'm the one upon whose shoulders rests success or failure. I choose what is right and what is wrong based upon my education, my experience, and my gut. My words say there is a God. My actions say that God is me. I don't know about you, but that kind of hit home for me when I first read it. Setting aside my ego to actually trust in God's sovereignty is a daily struggle. On the other hand, confessing I'm not God is wildly comforting each time my depression and anxiety rears its ugly head to torment my body and soul. You see, I count myself among the one in four Americans who struggle with their mental health each and every year. There are days when I wake in the morning only to be met by an immediate and unprovoked ocean of anxiety flooding my brain. Other days I wake and discover I have neither the desire or strength to get myself out of bed. I did not choose to suffer these maladies, nor did I do anything to bring them upon me. Rather, they are simply aspects to the reality that is my life. Why do these harsh realities help me find comfort in the declaration that I am not God? Because in this admittance comes a realization that I need not, nor can I, save myself. So I thank God that I am not God. But what exactly does that mean? Can I pray the depression away? Can I attend enough church services to convince God to heal me? Can I increase my faith to the point where I'm so filled with the Holy Spirit that I transcend my suffering? No, no, and no. That's not to say I don't bring my depression to God in prayer or beg God for healing in my moments of pain. I do. What I don't do is ignore the resources that God, the ultimate healer, has provided for healing. For me and many others who battle their mental health, that means availing myself to therapy, medication, and a strong support network of a trusted community. For too long, Christians, and I would take that even farther, just simply say believers, have hyper-spiritualized mental illness by marginalizing these healing tools. As a result, countless children of God have suffered in ways that could have otherwise been otherwise. We would never ask a believer to forego chemotherapy for cancer or a diabetic to skip out on their daily injections of insulin. Likewise, we must avoid the temptation to characterize issues of mental health as holy spiritual issues. Instead, we need to acknowledge depression, anxiety, and other forms of psychological distress are every bit as bodily as any other form of disease. 
Fortunately, we have a God who chooses to rescue us in our bodies with his own body. When God decided it was time for humanity to do to more fully understand his very nature, he chose to come in a body. It was in this body that he taught us, loved us, died for us, and rose again in power to redeem us. Of all people, Christians should be the first to embrace the idea that our deepest suffering need not wait to be relieved in the life to come, but in the life that is here and now with the tools given to us by the here and now. Gone are the days when mental illness was seen as a mysterious force that could only be treated by mysterious means. These days, we know a great deal about how to help people think, feel, and act better. We go to therapy. If appropriate, we take medications prescribed by trained physicians. We allow people to, we love to hear us, love us, and normalize our pain. If the body of Christ is to be truly serious about treating all the bodies that belong to Christ, then we must not be afraid of the means by which these bodies find their healing. Encouraging believers to seek out the resources offered by the mental health community is not of minor importance, but in many cases, quite literally, a matter of life and death. All of which brings me back to the wise old priest Rudy went to see. I am not God, for which I say, thanks be to the God of all healing. Now, hopefully that, you know, really spoke to you like it did to me. I, myself, I'm sure I've mentioned this before. You know, I suffer from anxiety and depression as well. And I have been seeing a counselor for over 14 years. She is a believer in Yeshua. And so, but she also is a psychologist, which is a fantastic mix. So she has a science and she has the faith and the belief in our savior. Um, I've tried medication. It's not for me. It doesn't work for me. It makes me crazy, quite frankly. It's it's just not a good mix. I've tried different uh, things for it. However, like I said last week in my podcast, you know, the praises of his people. I I am a firm believer that when you are choosing to praise the Lord and and speak things that you're grateful about, it really does actually help your mood, your emotions, your spiritual, and even your physical. And I think that that's important. I think it's also important to have, like I've said, I don't know, a million and one times, it's so important to have community around you. And especially for those who are dealing with mental health, it's even more so. You know, I actually um, spoke with a very uh, old friend of mine that I haven't spoke to in probably 10 plus years. And she is doing something that I think is really phenomenal. And I, I saw it on her Facebook page this past week and I was kind of surprised because I think it had been there for at least quite a, almost a whole day. And she just was announcing on her Facebook that she is overwhelmed, uh, it is on her heart to help overwhelmed moms be the best moms they can be without losing their minds. And for any of you who are mothers, if you're honest with yourself, you can say that there are definitely times in the life of being a mom where you feel completely overwhelmed. And I was really saddened to hear when I spoke to her that, that a lot of the friends that she has and or moms that she, she knows of, they didn't respond because like so many believers, and you know, I think all of us have fallen in this trap 
we like to put on this facade that because we're believers in Yeshua, somehow that means that we actually have our life together a hundred percent, that we are just perfect and we don't share our struggles with anyone. Now that's not to say that you need to go and just, you know, blab to everybody, vent to everybody about what's going on in your life. However, I think it's important to show the world that we're not automatons, that we actually do have struggles and we do deal with things, but to show them the right way to deal with it, show them that we go to our father in prayer. We go to Adonai and we say, Father, please help me. I'm really struggling in this area. That we praise him for all of the many wonderful things he does do in our lives. And that we have like-minded believers around us to help lift us up and pray for us as well. And I think that that's something that is seriously lacking in the church universal uh because we, for whatever reason, like, it's like, we're scared. We're scared to show people who we really are. Because when we take that masks off, all of a sudden, like we're real people. And if you haven't caught on yet, uh, that's not my jam. That's not what I do here. I don't do that at this podcast. I certainly am very open and honest about what's going on in my life. And I think that it's so important for there to be more people like my old, old friend here, um, doing what she's doing where Adonai has laid on her heart to start a program to help overwhelmed mothers. And what she was asking was, Hey, could you just take some moment out of your time? If you're a mother to set, set aside some time for me to talk to you for about 10 or 15 minutes. I just have a few questions because she's trying to figure out exactly where she can help moms the best. And I did, I, I, I actually spoke to her and I actually referred a couple of my friends as well, because I'm like, look, if you're a mom and you're struggling, this is the same thing with mental health. If you are struggling in any area of your life, you, it is good for you to reach out and ask for help. It is good for you to have somebody like a counselor who is not meshed and meshed in all of your mess you know, I'm, I'm the messy messianic mom, right? Like, you know, so I have an unbiased person in my life who is not immersed in my life and can have an outward, uh, you know, out, outside looking into my life to say, Hey, this is probably an area that you might need to work on. That thought process that you're having right now is not productive. You know, the way that you are treating that person is not kind, those kind of things so that they can help you gently guide you and direct you in a way that is best for you, continuing on the path closer, becoming more and more like Yeshua. And that is possible even when you're dealing with, with mental health issues like depression and anxiety. That's absolutely pre- possible, but we need to remember, one, be thankful that we're not God. And then we just need to remember that God created us for a purpose and a plan. And even though the road is always very bumpy and shaky and scary and overwhelming at times, whether you're an overwhelmed mom or have mental health struggles or just life happens, right? That God is who he says he is. And he is big enough to handle any and all situations, issues, health struggles, whatever it is that you're dealing with, he can handle it. His shoulders are big enough and that we need to remember that we are not God and that we do not need to have everything figured out. And you know what? I'm so thankful that 
I do have Adonai in my life that I have chosen to follow him because I don't want to necessarily be the one who's got everything on my shoulders. The last thing I wanted to read to you today is actually from, and I've read to you before, a homeschooling Torah um, news for Lech Lecha. It's by Ann Elliott, and she just writes something really well. And I think that it, it ties in really well, the last sentence, especially what she writes, ties in really well to what I was talking about today. It says, Shavuot Tov. This week's Torah portion is Lech Lecha, which means go forth. The readings talk about the promises given to Abraham, promises which our faithful father continually makes over and over again throughout all 66 books of scripture. In Genesis 12, verses 2 to 3, it says, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. We know that we can depend on him to always keep his word, and we know that he will fulfill these literal promises of a land as well. We have been blessed through Abraham to have Yeshua as our Messiah, see Galatians 3, and we are so blessed to be grafted into the family of Abraham, see Ephesians 2. Many of us have had our eyes opened to the myriads of blessings available today because of this long-ago covenant with Abraham. Resolve to pass down your joy and amazement to your children, emphasizing to them how eternally blessed we really are. Our blessings are all because of Adonai and his salvation provided to us. May we walk with strength and joy this week because just as he promised to be with Abraham in Genesis 15, 1, he promises to be with us too. And then she refers you over to Hebrews 13, 5, which I actually do not have open to me right now. So I'm going to try and flip to it really quick. And let's see what it says. It says Hebrews 13, verse 5. Hmm. Keep your lifestyle free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For God himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And I think that that's what we have to remember each and every day, that we are not God. And thank goodness that we are not. But thank, thank you, Yeshua, that we ha are... We have the God of all gods. We have the creator of heaven and earth on our side, who says he will never leave us or forsake us, no matter what the situation is in our life. Now, as I do every single week, I leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. <speaking in Hebrew> Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you all have a blessed week. I'm praying that my week will slow down a little bit. Last week was very busy for me, but you know what? I am willing to do whatever it is that God lays in my path and be thankful that I'm not God. So just remember that throughout the week and hopefully you'll tune in again next week.
Shavuotov. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one-minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.